Welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Our opening music today features the overture to the Gilbert and Sullivan comic opera, The Pirates of Penzance, as produced by the Del Mar Community Orchestra. The setting for this humorous opera was at the coastal town of Penzance in Cornwall during the reign of Queen Victoria. Penzance is the most westerly major town in Cornwall, England. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Miami. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 659 of WaveScan for release on Sunday, October 10th, 2021. On WaveScan today, the Cornwall Ship Mirage, an early Marconi wireless station in the Isles of Scilly. More of our interview with Ronald W. Kenyon, author of a new book about QSL cards. And our Philippine DX report from Henry Umarai. It's reported that a 52-year-old local citizen who was taking a morning stroll along the coastline of Cornwall in England, quite near the town of Penzance, with his terrier dog on February 26th, earlier this year, 2021, photographed the mirage image of a commercial cargo ship that seemed to be floating above the skyline. This photograph of a Norwegian tanker in full color went viral worldwide via the Internet, and it was reproduced in color in television programs and on the front page of national newspapers. In all these copied media reports, the Mirage photograph was said to be a genuine photograph of what the photographer himself observed, a cargo vessel apparently floating above the skyline. A Mirage, says Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. Well, it's true, a mirage is an apparition of a real object or an imagined object that seems to be out of location. During very hot weather, a haze or a mirage may be visible, which, for example, gives the appearance of water on the surface of a roadway. In many countries around the world, mirage reports have indicated the sites of towns or villages just over the horizon, sometimes right way up and sometimes upside down. Non-existent ships have been seen at a distance, and islands or mountain ranges have been observed. However, as reported in Wikipedia, it should be noted that mirage images, whether photographed or simply seen by the observer, are not stable images of the real object. Instead, a mirage will appear to shimmer or vibrate, it is ever changing its appearance, it will appear distorted, and it will be blurred. There are occasions when a mirage will appear, and then disappear, and then reappear again. Incidentally, one of the wartime episodes of the children's radio serial in Australia, The Search for the Golden Boomerang, focused on a mirage sequence in the Great Outback. The 1,441 quarter-hour episodes of The Search for the Golden Boomerang were written by Laura Bingham. They were produced in the studios of Medium Wave 2UW in Sydney, and they were broadcast on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 6.15pm over a loosely coupled network of medium wave radio stations in each state of Australia. The first broadcast of this children's serial was in 1940, and the series ended in 1951. 
The storyline in the Golden Boomerang fantasy focused on Mr. and Mrs. John Harvey, together with their early teenage daughter Peggy, who were prospecting for gold in the outback desert areas of the Australian continent. Their lives were saved from tragedy when an early teenage Aboriginal boy named Tacconi came across them. Tacconi was out searching in the central desert areas of Australia for the fabulous, and we might add non-existent, Golden Boomerang, which, if found, would supposedly bring good fortune to their tribe. This program was on the air in South Australia from medium wave station 5DN, not 5AD, as some historic reports state, which at the time was located on the 12th floor of the CML building in Adelaide's main square mile. Their 500-watt transmitter on 960 kHz was previously on the air with 2GB in Sydney, and it was installed at the top of the CML building in Adelaide for 5DN in 1936. Their country relay station back then was 5RM, near Renmark, with 2 kilowatts on 810 kHz. The photograph showing the Cornwall ship mirage seems to be too perfect and too well formed to be an actual mirage. At least one newspaper in England, and also a few tweeters on the internet, have suggested that there's an alternative explanation for this mirage story, perhaps digital tampering they've suggested, so perhaps further information over a period of time will produce a satisfactory resolution to this apparent enigma. The county of Cornwall, where the February mirage is said to have taken place, is located at the southwest tip of England. It's the last visible land of the English mainland when travelling by sea from England across the Atlantic to North America, and it's an area of important Roman history back 2,000 years ago. In ancient times, the Cornish language was spoken locally, a Celtic language that's similar to the Gaelic languages of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, the Isle of Man and Breton in France. The last native speakers of Cornish died out nearly 250 years ago, but in recent times its usage has been reinstituted, with some schools now providing classes in revived Cornish. Some 30 miles west of Land's End, at the tip of the Cornish Peninsula, lie the Isles of Scilly, spelt S-C-I-L-L-Y, an archipelago of 140 islands, five of which are inhabited. These Atlantic islands operate under their own separate local authority as part of the county of Cornwall. Their main industry is tourism, and their main export is cut flowers, in particular daffodils, for the London market. According to the local historians, a Marconi wireless station was installed at the Telegraph Tower on the island of St Mary's, the major island in the Isles of Scilly, in 1898. The earliest known call sign was TVP, and this location was in continuous usage for wireless and radio communication up until the end of World War II. In December 1904, the underwater cable between the Isles of Scilly and the English mainland at Penzance malfunctioned. Communication between the islands and the mainland was taken over by the Navy-operated, Marconi-equipped wireless station at Telegraph Tower on St Mary's Island. At 1.30am on April 18, 1910, the passenger liner SS Minnehaha, callsign MMA, ran aground on rocks in the Scilly Isles while en route across the Atlantic from New York to London. The wireless distress signal in Morse code was heard at Falmouth, and three tugs were sent out to aid the stricken liner, which was ultimately refloated. 
A combination radio and TV retransmission system has now been installed near the Telegraph Tower as a relay facility for BBC radio and TV programming from the mainland. A local community FM station was inaugurated on September 3, 2007 with 100 watts on 107.9 MHz under the identification slogan Radio Silly. The station call was changed to Islands FM on February the 1st last year, 2020. Whatever the tides, the Isles of Scilly Boatire Company are pleased to offer you the ultimate boating solution for your holiday on the islands, the fabulous amphibious Sea Legs Rib. Islands FM 107.9 Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. An update here to something we reported last week, the proposed change of All India Radio to convert four medium-wave stations in Tamil Nadu and Puducherry as relay stations from October 3rd of 2021 did not take place due to protests from various quarters. Just Jacob tells us that the status quo and suspense continues. He says last year there were also uh, similar experiences at other AIR stations in India. Now an item about uh, Sweden. SAQ Grimton, a United Nations Day transmission, uh, slated to take place on October 24th, 2021. On United Nations Day, Sunday, October 24th, the unique and historical Alexanderson alternator in Grimton, Sweden, with call sign SAQ, is scheduled to send out a message to the whole world on the frequency of 17.2 kilohertz in CW. That's 17.2 kilohertz in continuous wave Morse code. Here is the uh, schedule. At 13.30 UTC on October 24th, there will be information about the World Heritage Grimton site for visitors at the Visitor's Center there. Then at 1400 UTC, a transmitter hall visit for visitors. At 1425 UTC, the live stream begins. And at 1430 UTC, there will be the startup and tuning of the Alexanderson Alternator SAQ. At 1500 UTC, the transmission of a message from SAQ. Now, they will have a live stream on YouTube, and you can find that by going to YouTube and just doing a uh, search for SAQ Grimeton, G-R-I-M-E-T-O-N. The live stream on YouTube will start at 1520 UTC with a live music concert from the transmitter hall. And they say they're proud to announce that this year's message has been composed by the Swedish human rights lawyer and sustainability expert, Ms. Parul Sharma. Now, they will have some test transmissions two days before October 24th. This is on October 22nd. They're planning to carry out test transmissions approximately between 1,100 UTC and 1,400 UTC. SAQ will be on the air for shorter periods of time during this interval when they'll be carrying out some tests and measurements. All right, last week we had the first part of an interview that we recently conducted with Ronald W. Kenyon, the author of a new book called QSL, How I Traveled the World and Never Left Home. 
Ronald had explained how he got into shortwave listening as a high school student back in the 1950s, and he quickly began collecting QSL cards. Uh, They're called QSL cards, which is the title of my book, QSL, which uh, was a three-letter code that was developed very, very early in the in the 20th century by the first radio pioneers that were using Morse code. So instead of these long messages, you use these three-letter codes. And so QSL meant, I acknowledge your report that you received by broadcast on such and such a date, such and such a time. And uh, so they would send these cards and they were very colorful, and many of them were uh, have, would have some national symbol, like a flag or a map or of a, a, a folklore or a costume or something. And of course, they became collectibles. Now, humans, some humans want to collect. Maybe we're all born to collect something. People really do collect everything under the sun: matchbook covers, uh, you name it. So I like so I started collecting these cards and I put them in a little steel box uh, to keep them. And I couldn't see the here's the thing. Most of the people who were shortwave listening and we were known as DXers or SWLers, DX meaning the symbol for distance. So a DXer was a person who listened to distant radio stations and uh, SWL, SWL was a shortwave listener. So. We started collecting these cards. Most of them, most of them would be stuck on the walls of the radio shack or the listening post. So you'd get them and put them on the walls. And most of the pictures uh, in those days, if you would see a picture of somebody who was SWLing, he'd be he'd be sitting in front of a whole wall with these QSL cards. And other people uh, put them in scrapbooks and then lost. I know one person I was talking to had a large collection and and threw it, he threw it away or he lent it to somebody and never got it back. But my cards were were in pristine condition because I kept them in a box. And it was only uh, so I was shortwave listening for a period of about four or five years uh, from uh, around uh, 50, 1956 to 1961 when I was still at home. But when I went to the University of Michigan in the fall of 19. Uh, 59, then I turned my attention to other things. And I didn't do very much uh, shortly blessing, except during school holidays and vacations. And I also, at that, at that time, I, I, uh, I got another a set. I got a Heath kit. And I paid one of my friends at uh, the university to assemble it for me. You had to assemble them yourself. They, they didn't come put together. You they, it was a kit, literally a kit. So you had to make your own radio. So I paid it for. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to. I'm going to mess it up. I don't know how to solder. So I paid this guy to assemble my radio, and it was a, a better. Uh, it was more sophisticated uh, from a technological point of view. So that's what I used, and then I didn't listen again very much. And and when I was abroad, about the only thing. I would listen to the BBC and the Voice of America when I was in France, when I was in Saudi Arabia. And those the stations broadcast worldwide. And then I got my third radio, which was really a wonderful, wonderful radio. And that was the Barlow Wadley. 
uh, made in South Africa. Well, the, the sophisticated thing about uh, the Barlow Wadley, it, 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 well, it was had a lot of advantages. It was portable, it was light, it worked on batteries. Uh, you could buy an FM attachment that went on top of it. Uh, but the, the best thing of all was that you could tune to a precise frequency. Now, people today might think, well, what's so big about that? What's, how's that such a big deal? It's all digital now. I can tune right to the kilocycle, kilowatt. But uh, in those days, that was quite revolutionary. You could actually dial the precise frequency you wanted to hear, and there it would. You turn on, there it is, right there in front. So that, that was just astonishing. And, uh, but in those days, uh, I was not really uh, SWLing as a hobby. It was to, to hear these, these two stations, uh, just to know what was going on in the world. So, uh, but what, so when I got the idea to do the book, I still had the collection. I, I kept it in a pristine state through all these years. My first, because I've written a lot of books, and I thought, well, what can I do? I wait a minute. Why don't you publish your your uh, publish your SS your QSL card collection? So I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was fortunate to have a a, a printer slash scanner. And very good quality. And I scanned everything. I scanned all those cards and then wrote an introduction uh, to the book and published it in uh, late November of 2020. And the title of the book is actually QSL, How I Traveled the World and Never Left Home. The, and and it was, it, it's an interesting title because it was published in 2020 with the pandemic and all that. And a lot of people were not able to travel the world, but they could have via short way, right? Right, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so your book was published and it's, it's available on amazon.com, right? Yes, so the thing about this is that uh, my book, all my books are uh, available on the 17 Amazon platforms worldwide. So I've sold eight copies of QSL in Japan. Uh, and if you're in Japan, you want to buy my book, you pay for it in yen, and the royalty is converted into U.S. dollars and transferred to your bank account. So the whole thing is, is painless. QSL is a, is a very beautiful book. It's uh, almost mm. like a coffee table book. And uh, it, it costs, am I right, $31.50 in the U.S.? That's correct. Okay on Amazon.com and more or less uh, the equivalent, I suppose, in other countries and in their own currencies. Um, beautiful book. Um, it's uh, You've got the pictures of each QSL, and then you have sort of a story behind each one, right? Yes. These are all vintage cards. They were issued from 1956 through 1961. And uh, so the world has changed. For example, here's the last one. That is from Radio Belgrad, Yugoslavia, when Yugoslavia existed. But uh, what I wrote at the bottom is, I put a caption. Uh, in 1991-1992, the Yugoslav Federation was sundered into six independent countries. Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, Montenegro, Northern Macedonia, Serbia and Slovenia. So that um, it kind of brings it up to date. And, uh, and I did that for most of the cards, not all. 
here's a Voice of America card. That one is from, uh, oh, that one's from a ship. Uh, here, I'll read you the caption. Uh, the Voice of America operated many relay stations around the world, including the station on board the unarmed USCGC Coast Guard Cutter Courier, a Coast Guard Cutter anchored at the Greek island of, uh, off the Greek island of Rhodes from 1952 to 1964. So that's a, a special card. Uh, I don't know whether it's more collectible than others, but that station uh, was, uh, the transmitters were on board that ship so that they could reach uh, Eastern Europe, which was the, the target audience for that transmitter. That was Ronald W. Kenyon, author of QSL, How I Traveled the World and Never Left Home. Look for it on Amazon.com, where it's available for $31.50. Very nice-looking book. You'll also find other books there by Ronald W. Kenyon about his time in France, Florida, the Middle East, and his experiences as a photographer. Just search on Amazon.com for QSL. Now it's over to Henry Umarai in the Philippines with his DX report for this month. Hello everyone, to our dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are, welcome to the October 10th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 175. I'm Henry Omadhai in Bacolod City, Magros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending the reception report most recently. Mr. Michael Wellberg in Skogash, Sweden. Mr. Jan Zachary Alvarez in Cavite, here in the Philippines, and Mr. Richard Lemke in Alberta, Canada. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception lags for September 2021. September 5, Hope Radio Angel 5 on 9965 in English, from Palau at 1023, SIO 433. September 12, New Life Station, KNLS on 9695 in English, from Anchor Point, Alaska. At 0840 SIO 454, September 12, China National Radio 2, Business Radio on 11800 in Chinese from Beijing at 0830 SIO 443, September 12, Voice of Korea and 15245 in Korean from Kujang at 0819 SIO 444, September 12, KBS World Radio on 7275 in Korean from Jim J at 0757. SIO 333, September 19, Voice of Vietnam on 12020 in English, from Suntai at 1235, SIO 323, September 19, Radio Taiwan International on 11915 in Indonesian, from Tainan at 1216, SIO 555, September 22, KBS World Radio on 9770 in English, from Jim J at 0836, SIO 3 September 29, China Radio International on 17510 in Filipino from Shan at 12.05 SIO 434. September 29, NHK Radio Japan on 15280 in Japanese from Yamata at 0857 SIO 555. And September 30, Adventist World Radio on 17540 in Tagalog from Agat Guam at 1045 SIO 
0917-500-4444. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to PilipinasDX at Chiyahoo.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S-D-X for PilipinasDX at Chiyahoo.com. This has been Henry Umaday for Wavescan in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines saying mabuhay at maraming salamat po. Thank you very much, Henry. And we end Wavescan today with Music by Andrea Bocelli, the Italian tenor, singing the prayer at the end of the opening ceremony of the Expo 2020 World's Fair in Dubai. The fair opened on October 1st and will go on until March 31st of 2022. There are pavilions from 192 countries around the world. In times when we don't know Let this be our prayer Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio scene in Kazakhstan, celebrating 100 years, and our Bangladesh DX report. Several QSL cards are available for this program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok, I'll give you in a moment, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio. P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Miami. Till next week, good listening, everyone. It's to find a place
Sento che ci sono. 